Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. At the start of the pandemic, working from home might have felt like a welcome change. Now, with longer days and less interaction, some employees are starting to feel burned out. Some companies like Spotify, Google, and Facebook are offering perks like additional paid family leave or remote work from anywhere. Success to me would be if we could get back to pre-pandemic levels of unemployment. The unemployment rate at 6.3% is the lowest of the pandemic. While the unemployment rate is trending down, There are still millions more people unemployed today than before the pandemic. And even for those fortunate enough to have jobs, the coronavirus has fundamentally changed the American workplace. You might remember back in June, we looked at how different industries were starting to think about bringing employees back to work. Obviously, a lot has changed since then. And as the vaccine rollout continues and new data comes in, the post-pandemic future of work is starting to become a little bit clearer. So for today's episode, I'm going to hand things over to CNN business senior writer, Catherine Vassell. She's been reporting on recent trends and predictions for the American workforce. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. The impact of this pandemic can be felt across virtually every industry. And many of us who used to work in office settings are wondering what changes are going to stick. Working from home this past year has been a challenge for many. Boundaries between work and our personal lives have blurred, distractions abound, video meetings are draining, and burnout is a problem. My new at-home colleagues, while adorable, don't always have the best workplace etiquette. I was barely back from maternity leave when we got our work-from-home orders last March. My daughter was just starting to sit up at the time. Now she's running and climbing on anything she can reach. My three-year-old son has learned that asking for a snack in the middle of an interview pretty much guarantees he gets whatever he wants. My most productive work tends to happen between 9 p.m. and 1 a.m. And I know I'm not the only one still finding that work-life balance. I found that I needed to set a lot more guardrails in place for for my time and and boundaries, frankly, but also give myself enough breaks to ensure that I wasn't getting burned out. Andrew Hewitt is a senior analyst at Forrester, a global market research company. He specializes in helping Fortune 500 companies to think through their strategy for remote work. What's becoming increasingly clear is that we're never going to go back to the way that it was. Our official prediction here at Forrester is that we're going to see a 300% permanent increase in remote working. So in the United States, in a typical year, 7% of the workforce we classify as fully remote. And we're going to see that jump up and remain at about 21% for the long haul. That's really interesting. With fewer people coming into the office every day, what will this do for traditional office space? 
Some companies have been doing a lot of really interesting things around that, like um, investing in um, hot desking solutions or desk booking solutions. So you can actually, as an employee, reserve your desk the day before. There have been a couple of examples of companies that have reduced office space or gotten rid of office space um, completely. The ones that really stick out to me um, were Dropbox and Spotify moving towards a fully anywhere work model, um, reducing a lot of their real estate. And we're hearing a lot from our clients that, you know, they are looking at, you know, reducing 30 to 50% of the overall office space, although there's not a firm answer on it because a lot of companies have longer term leases. Usually it's a five to 10 year lease for corporate real estate. And so they're kind of locked into it for the time being. What are some of the challenges and solutions as companies embrace remote work more? One of the big unknowns here is how do I start to get innovation spurring in my organization when everybody is working remotely or if I have a mix of office and remote workers? So we're seeing a lot of organizations say, For innovation purposes, we're going to invest in technology that enables people to do things like digital whiteboarding, um, do a design thinking workshop, do a journey mapping session for our customers. But in some cases, we might actually go and rent out a conference area or we might have a dedicated hub for our company where people can come and work collaboratively together. What are some of the potential issues with inequality in the workplace when you have some workers remote and some back in the office? Remote workers always had this stigma against them as they were less productive, they were less career-oriented, that type of thing. It was almost assumed that if you didn't want to come to the office, you were less invested in your overall career development. And so one of the areas of, of potential inequality that has always played remote workforces is access to new projects, access to promotions. The reality is that when you're out of sight, you're really out of mind. And a lot of remote workers feel like they miss out on a lot of these opportunities because they're not getting access to the projects and opportunities that would help get them promoted. And so we haven't seen that in 2020 or in the beginning parts of 2021, but we expect that challenge to come back as more organizations go to hybrid and you start having this situation where, again, you have this bifurcation between in-office and remote workers. Many companies have been pretty flexible with their work-from-home arrangements, But how do you think these rules and arrangements might change as work from home becomes more permanent for some? One of the big things that we didn't have at the beginning of this pandemic was any structure around it, right? And everyone had to go home. There were no ifs, ands, and buts about it. It was just what we all had to do, right? And so organizations are kind of retroactively going back and starting to say, what do I really need to do to ensure um, that I can make this um, sustainable for the long period of time? And some of the structural components of this Anywhere Work strategy include things like um, providing guidelines around um, when employees should be expected to be available, um, you know, is some things that we've seen already are, you know, organizations requiring people to say in their email signature, um, their working hours, that sort of thing. What has been the most surprising outcome or consequence that you've seen in the last 12 months on how companies have shifted 
because of the pandemic. Definitely the thing that is a silver lining that has stuck out to me as a huge surprise is the willingness of companies to acknowledge mental health issues and the person behind the worker that they've hired. And so we've seen a lot of companies provide additional support services for working parents, things like tutoring and meals. We've seen access to health services like counselors to help manage anxiety and depression during the pandemic, um, and oftentimes providing that completely for free uh, to employees. So that has been the most surprising thing for me is this willingness for employers to go the extra mile and provide those additional uh, mental health resources for employees during this very difficult time. You know, many of us have been working from home for almost a year now. And I can tell you from personal experience, a lot of us are still ironing out some of the kinks. It's a real challenge to create a safe and equitable work environment, whether it's in person or remote or hybrid. But I am encouraged to hear that experts are increasingly looking to the data to help guide our path forward. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.